coming up. Hope you're tracking with me here. So the believers who became believers because of the message of the disciples who were scattered went to their scattered places. And guess what they did? They told people about Jesus. So this is the people that became believers because of their messaging. Us. And everywhere they went, they told people about Jesus. Everywhere they went. Everywhere. So that's that's us. Yes. That's us. They told us. They told us. And so we're those people who should be telling Jesus, telling about Jesus everywhere we go. That's us. Hello. And thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Everyone experiences life-disrupting events. When these events occur, we are forced to decide what our next steps will be. Now that deaths from COVID-19 have tremendously declined and safety measures are relaxing, What will be your next steps as a follower of Jesus Christ? Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn for the message series, What Now? As they look at how the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ helps guide our attitudes and actions in the post-pandemic world. Here's the third message in the series, Tell Somebody About Jesus Christ, Part 2. And uh, I, I was listening to uh, uh, a, a little brief talk Jonathan McReynolds had gave after you know I was listening watching one of his videos or something and he and he was talking about how the pandemic has forced believers to find to 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 rev their own. He didn't say these words, but I'm using some other words. But he said the p- pandemic has forced us to find our own fire for God. Because yeah. we 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 couldn't go to church and and the and, and the choir wasn't there to pump us up, the preacher wasn't there to pump us up. We had to find we had to find a way to pump ourselves up. The question became: Will you still seek God when all the mechanisms you've been using to push you to God are gone? Yeah, that was the question, yeah. and this yeah. is what he was. This is what he was saying. Yes, and the pandemic forced us to find God for ourselves. Right. Right. Instead of depending on sister so-and-so's yeah. voice or brother so-and-so voice or yeah. the, 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 the band and the organ and, right. and right. all the, the, elo- the, elo- the live music, the yes. eloquent words, the atmospheres right. and all of that. Right. Will you still seek God and locate him Yeah. Right. and lay hold on him without all of that was the question. The pandemic put us all in that position. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it knocked some people out of the church, you know? Yes. <laughs> and for some, for some, yeah. they, they stopped seeking. They so, stopped so seeking. So then you find out exactly what they were really coming for. Right. You know? what, where's the real value? Mm-hmm. Where's the real yeah. value? Yeah. Amen. The disciples said, Amen. We can't help. Can't help ourselves. <laughs> Oh, that's how we all should be. Can't help that's how we all should be. So C, let's flip the script here. Write this down. C, from my own perspective, what now? Mm-hmm. We looked at it from the disciples' perspective. What about yours? What about mine? Mm-hmm. What now from my perspective? 
Yeah. Number one, going back to normal is not <laughs> an appropriate option. Same answer. Same. <laughs> same answer. Same, same answer. Yes. It's the same answer, y'all. Yeah. Okay, now our, our reasoning is a little different than the disciples because their experience was a little different, but it was similar in ways too, though. Yeah. So let's take a look at it. Psalms 34 8 says this it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Amen. So, from our perspective, going back to normal. This is one reason going back to normal is not an appropriate option. And why? Because we have tasted mm -hmm. and we have seen the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Uh, we didn't eat broiled fish with the Lord like the <laughs> disciples did. Yeah. But we've tasted though. We've tasted the goodness of God. If we sitting here looking, <laughs> yes. if you sitting here looking at a screen, screen. <laughs> if you see us talking and we're talking to you, you we have, that's right. We have tasted yeah. and seen yeah. that the if, Lord is good. If you just, if you took a breath, okay, <laughs> right. you've right. tasted yep. that the Lord is good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if your heart is beating, that's you've right. tasted that the Lord is good. And so because we've tasted the goodness of God, especially during the pandemic, when we didn't know what was going to happen, you know, many of us didn't know if we were going to have a job or, or, or many of us, and some have lost their jobs. We didn't know what it would, if we would ever, if we would get sick and get COVID ourselves and die. Some have I mean, lost. And some, some have lost their lives. Yes. yes I mean, yes. we, it was, if you really can think back. And loved ones. And loved, loved ones. ones too. It was it was true deep uncertainty, and it's still lingering. Yes, yes. I remember I went to Costco, standing outside, six feet apart, outside trying to get some food for my family. Yeah, yeah. And they and, and, and they told us the precautions of what to do and everything, but it was all still new. You guys know. Yeah. So we're doing these things, but we're not really sure is this the right thing, thing to do or right. will this protect us, you know? Right. This is when they 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 were still learning themselves yes. about all of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, we got short memories. I just want to make sure we don't forget what God has literally brought us through. Yeah. Yeah. He brought us through. Me and my wife was talking yesterday and 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 we were she had mentioned how um um, one thing that the pandemic has done is made us more conscious about um, cleanliness and and being sterile, mm -hmm. you know, and what we touching and yeah, washing your hands, washing your hands and, and all that all, kind yeah, of stuff and, and watching what you touch in the public, well, especially you right. Know, people just touch the pole, the doorknobs, and all of that stuff, and then they don't think about it, right? Yeah. And so all it was, it was danger lingering all around us, and we weren't sure. We opening up doorknobs with our coattails and and all kind of things wearing and gloves wearing gloves yeah, and they came up with this little this little gadget where you I got can pull, one of my keychain pull and close the door with and i mean we were just it's got a little thing on it you can push buttons at the atm and all of that yeah oh yeah god has brought us through y'all yeah amen amen so through this pandemic we've tasted and seen the goodness of god Thank you, so we going back to normal 
pre-pandemic is not an appropriate option. It's just not. It's not. Because we've tasted the goodness. The second reason is from our own perspective is Write this down. My personal experience with Jesus inspires me. Mm-hmm. Same answer for them. Mm-hmm. So like for the disciples, they were inspired by their personal experience. Again, our ex- personal experience is not quite like theirs, but we do have personal experience. That's right. Look what, it, and, and like it said about them, their eyes were open to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ways we have in common with them. The scriptures has opened our eyes. Yeah. It has opened our eyes, just like for them. Colossians 2, 11 through 13 says this. In him, talking about Christ, you were also circumcised with the circumcision not performed by human hands. Mm-hmm. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. So let me talk about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about physical circumcision they're talking about the circumcision of our hearts yeah and what that means is the flesh on our hearts was cut off cut away meaning our dependence on our fleshly nature Hmm. us allowing our fleshly nature to rule our lives christ cut that off Mm -hmm. So that it would not have power over us any longer. Yeah. That's what it's talking about. And then it reads on in verse 12, having been buried with him in baptism. So that that deadness, Mm -hmm. and it's going to say this in a little while, Mm -hmm. that deadness of that fleshly nature that was cut off is died and buried. Mm -hmm. Buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And so our fleshly nature, our sinful nature, our our dependence on it, us being overwhelmed by it, was Christ killed it and Mm -hmm. buried it. And we rose up with a new nature. That's right. So that we can be above that nature. And so this is our experience, y'all, with Christ. We didn't have it the same experience that the disciples had, but we, we've had this experience. Amen. Amen. Where our old, the old man has died and was crucified. And we raised again with Christ. This is our experience. This ought to inspire us. Mm-hmm. And then it reads on, uh, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of our sins. That's the experience we have with Christ. Yes. The, the, the experience of forgiven sin. Amen. And how he's cleaned us up, made us new. You have that experience though. Mm-hmm. Didn't eat broiled fish, but you got that one. Mm-hmm. And that ought to inspire us yes. to open our mouths and say something. <laughs> Look what 1 Corinthians 11, 24 through 26 says. It's talking about communion. And mm-hmm. we're going to take communion later today. Mm-hmm. Very soon. And this is important. Look what it says here. And when he had given thanks, speaking of Christ, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, after this, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. So you see here through communion, we are having an experience with Christ. Mm -hmm. Don't miss this. This is important. Amen. He said, this, is, this bread is my body. This drink is my blood. I want you to remember me. I want you to commune with me, to fellowship koinonia with me. So we didn't have broiled fish, but we can take communion with Christ though. Amen. This is serious business. Mm -hmm. And so we have an experience with him. Now understand this about communion. Some believers, some believers, believe in what is called consubstantiation, consubstantiation. What that means is con means with, right? Mm -hmm. It means some believers believe when you partake of communion, the literal body and blood of Christ joins the bread and the juice. Mm -hmm. That's what they believe in, consubstantiation. Mm -hmm that they believe that literally it's a joining of the literal body of Christ and the blood of Christ. Mm. Some believe in transubstantiation, mm -hmm. which means they believe that the, the bread and the juice is transferred or translated into the literal. Mm -hmm. body and blood of Jesus Christ when mm -hmm. we take communion. Mm -hmm. That's what some believe. This, this is how serious it is. Yeah. And then others believe that the bread and the juice is just a representation mm -hmm. of the blood of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. In either case, whether you believe in consubstantiation or transubstantiation or just representation, mm -hmm. all take it very seriously. Yeah. Because Christ ordered it, or this is one of the ordinances that Christ gave along with baptism. Mm -hmm. And we take it very seriously yeah. to partake in this. And this is an experience we have with Christ um, every month. We have it every first Saturday. Mm -hmm. Right. Some do it more often than that. He says, often as you do it, do yes. it in remembrance of me. Because he didn't say when. He didn't say when. And how many times. Right. Exactly. When you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Yes. But all, all followers of Christ takes take this very seriously mm -hmm. because it's an experience that we have with Christ and it ought to inspire us. And Christ said, do this in remembrance of me. Amen. And we're going to be doing this very shortly. So we have an experience. We're going back to normal and from our, our own perspective, going back to normal is not an appropriate option. Mm -hmm. And also we should be personally, we should be, um, our personal experience with Jesus Christ should inspire us to talk about him. And then third, Jesus is personally sending me to be his witness. Mm -hmm. Jesus is personally sending me to be his witness. 
Look what Jesus said in his prayer in in John chapter 17, verse 17 through 20. It says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Mm -hmm. Now he's specifically talking about his disciples, but this is inclusive of us as well. And we'll see in a moment. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, as you set them apart, sanctify, that must have set the part. That's what set sanctify means, set up them apart. And he says, I'm sending them just as you sent me. And then verse 19 says, for them, I sanctify myself. I've set myself apart that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Don't miss this. Jesus says, I'm not just praying for my disciples who are with me now. Mm -hmm. I'm also praying for everyone who will become a believer or a follower of me because of the message that they give. Yeah. That message where John and Peter says, we can't help but talk about. That message where John says, I've touched it, I felt it, I've heard him. I, I got to say something, I got to tell about it, I have to testify. Through that message, he says, I'm praying for everyone who will believe. Amen. And, and without their messaging, we wouldn't be believing today. You and I wouldn't be believers. Mm-hmm. So Jesus prayed for you and I. Amen. And he also send, is sending us just like he sent them. Yeah. To tell the message, just like they did. That's good. And then look what happened here in Acts 8, 1 through 4. It says, on on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Okay, I want to pause on that for a minute because I don't want you to miss this. So all the followers of Christ except for the the, the, the apostles, the 11, (laughs) were scattered. That's what the text is telling us. Mm -hmm. The only ones who were still in Jerusalem was the 11. Okay. Okay. So that means all the other followers of Christ were scattered. And then look what the text says, reads on to say. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house, and he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Verse four, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Hmm. Y'all get this? Yeah. Hope you're tracking with me here. So the believers who became believers because of the message of the disciples, Mm-hmm. who were scattered right went to their scattered places right and guess what they did they, they told people about they jesus. told people about jesus <laughs> yeah. so this is the people that became believers because of their messaging mm-hmm. us and everywhere they went mm-hmm. they told people about jesus everywhere they went yeah. everywhere, everywhere every, so, so that's that's us yes that's us. They we're, told us. They told us. Yes. And so we're those people who should be telling Jesus, telling about Jesus everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. That's us. Amen. 
And then look what Ephesians 6.15 says. And, and when the, the scripture tells us about the whole armor of God, part of the armor of God is right here in Ephesians 6.15. Mm -hmm. It says, and with your, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Man. Part of the armor is having your feet fitted with the gospel of peace, Man. the gospel of Christ, because right. that's where peace comes from. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, be ready. so, so be ready. So we, we, we should, if we're going to get ourselves ready and, and prepared, then we would be, our feet would be fitted with the gospel. Amen. So everywhere we go, everywhere your feet go, like they went, you, we yeah. should be telling people about Christ. Amen. And then look what it says in Romans 10, 15. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Okay, you're sent. Mm -hmm. We already covered that. <laughs> As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Okay. Y'all see this? It Amen. says the feet of the ones bringing good news. The gospel. That's all the gospel is. It's the good news of the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. The feet of those who do it, they got beautiful feet. Y'all hear this? That's what the text is saying. So get this. This telling folks about Christ is our spiritual Air Jordans. <laughs> Y'all right. got that? You want to be fitted? You want to be fitted on your feet? Spiritually? We need to be telling somebody about Christ. Ladies, ladies, uh, you, you might not be in Air Jordans, but uh, spiritually, them red bottoms, them red bottoms. <laughs> Y'all know about them red bottoms, right? That yeah, spiritually telling folk about Christ is your is your spiritual red bottoms. Yeah, that that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. And some of y'all may not like Jordans or red bottoms. Right. You just like some Birkenstocks. I, I don't know what your thing your thing when you well, when some, you some when, comfort some comfort right. Yeah. What, what when you look at your feet, you you think beauty on your feet is some Birkenstocks, some sandals. <laughs> I don't know. Well, whatever it is, telling folks about Christ. Yeah. Gets your feet fitted to whatever it is you like. Flip yeah. flops, Birkenstocks, Skechers. I don't know what your thing is. Mm -hmm. But when you want to be spiritually fit for your feet. It's telling somebody. About Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Daryl said all the and all the rest of them shoes they have. They have. What you, what you talking about? Daryl? Are you talking about women? All right now. Oh. <laughs> Alexa says she loves her some Birkenstocks. I heard that. They might not look that good, but they feel so nice under your feet hitting all those arches. <laughs> so y'all get the message whatever it is then we need to be telling folk about christ and we need to be inspired to do it and we need to be inspired post-pandemic more yeah. than we were before the pandemic yeah to tell folk about christ mm -hmm. and be creative about it and be bold about it and be like the disciples Amen. I can't help but talk about it. I got some experience to yeah, tell, I've had, some experiences to share. Yeah, I've had people ask me, how you doing in this pandemic? Or how you, I said, I'm holding on to my faith. Yes. So that's how I'm being creative. I stick that in there. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I wait for you. Oh, you want to know more? Let me tell you a little bit more. <laughs> yes, yes. Let me Amen. tell you what God says. And trust me, you'll be surprised when you decide that you're going to open your mouth. 
at how many opportunities will come. You'll be surprised and they'll come unexpectedly. Amen. So I want to encourage you Amen. to tell somebody about Jesus Christ and be ready and willing to do it more so than you were before this pandemic struck. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control. Transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is better. God wants us and God prefers us to have better over good. And we should say amen to that, God. Amen. We should say amen to that. And by the way, this is what mothers desire for their children. That's right. They, That's they, right. they, they desire better over good for their children. And sometimes a mother's desire for this can be not the desire, but her tenacity about it for the child can be sometimes bothering. It's like, mom, <laughs> mom, stop, mom, I told you. You know, she, she hugging you, kissing you, squeezing you tight, or, you know, just wanting better for you. And you're going, mom, okay, okay. Or just doing extra. Or just like, doing, do doing extra. Mom's yeah. just doing extra. Thank you for listening.